Hey, I'm Pappy. I'm just Johnny. I'm Jolie Lovey. And I'm Willa Peace. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. We beat forward bionically. That's the sound I love. Bop with me. Uh, uh, uh. Truck Jewel. You know what, man? I, I don't feel I'm killing for you, Johnny. Let me tell you another. Sorry, I gotta get it out of my system first. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WMF. I am Pat B. In the house, I turn to my right. I love giving him stuff, but you know, he's also precious to us. Just Johnny. Yo. Hey, always understated. And of course, look to the left. We don't see Black Adam Willis. Unfortunately, he had a little hardship and couldn't join us, so we wish him very well. But not to be undone, we have in the house two of the fiercest, baddest of the bad of the Boston burlesque scene. I turn to my left, my immediate left, and introduce Jolie Luffy. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hey, Pat. Thanks well, for having me. Oh, I'm happy to have you. My people's in the house, I just found out. Haitian. Mm-hmm. Haitian. Represent. All right, and now the, the, the most Haitian of all of us. <laughs> Willis, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Of course, no, very happy to have you. The always colorful. Lilith Beast. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll wait to see if you do it. Oh, uh, no, Lilith Beast, happy to have you in the house. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. All right, this person is doing me a mitzvah. I want to thank you so much. One thing I should have asked, and I'm going to do it on air because it's very unprofessional, your pronouns I didn't get properly. Oh, that's okay. Um, I pretty much accept any of them. I'm... Uh, Oh, that feels All like right. such a cop-out, but she, her, is totally fine. All right, cool, cool. Not a problem. Amateur lepidopterist Lilith Beast is here to join us and let us know what's good. Um, no, thank you for being in the house. Mm-hmm. Of course, happy to have him back in the house, Hand Turkey Tom. Hey. Hey. Happy to be back. Oh, welcome, my friend. Welcome. The last couple of weeks were a special experiment. I'll say that much. I, I miss being a part of the Geek Down experience. I'll oh. say that. Oh, it's all good, man. We understand. You got to do your bit for America. This man was out there fighting the Nazis. That's oh. right. I was on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. That's right. He had a White House tour. Thank you fight, for your you know, service. Fighting the Nazis, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, you're too kind. You're, you give me too much credit. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's like four jokes, I think it was. Went under the radar there. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Man, we have an awesome show for you. I mean, I am excited about these. Jolie is all the Twitter. Bro... You okay? Yeah, yeah I'm uh, good. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny's fully too messy there, so I'm glad y'all can't see that on camera. If you're listening on WMFRadio.com and you want to see our smiling faces, you can tune in to twitch.tv slash thegeekdown and actually watch the video. We're live streaming tonight. Mm-hmm. All right, now, I said we have an awesome show, and I meant it. Man, dude, I got to check out this awesome Netflix series called Sacred Games. Yep. Okay. It's, like, it's like, imagine if, uh, if Martin Scorsese decided to make a Bollywood film. I, I can't. Uh, you gotta try a little harder my friend it's not exactly bollywood but that's what we've come to associate uh the hindu culture with and um this is gonna turn your misconceptions your uh, preconceived notions on their head this thing was hardcore and gritty set in india lead character wears a turban the whole time yet nothing's lampooned or played up it is hardcore raw and I, I was, I was, I was just damned excited. I'm like, okay, let's watch this. Be oh, did he just do what? So I'm jazzed to tell you all about this. Also, I got to check out Unfriended, the sequel to Unfriended, The Dark Web, which shows you don't need to know anything about computers or the internet or networking mm-hmm, yeah. to actually make a somewhat capable um, networking-based film. My favorite movie growing up was Hackers, which, if you know anything about, you know, it. It didn't know anything about hacking either. So that's, I'm all for movies that are just like, yeah, the dark web. That's a, we can turn that into something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I felt more um, uh, connected to those cats who used to cut 
uh, the old analog tapes, yeah. magnetic tapes between the reels right. and those giant room-sized right. computers the in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. they, I felt they had more hacking ability than the, yeah. uh, than the cats and hackers. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I will shout out, though, Angelina Jolie's sweet dude. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, she was definitely one of my first girl crushes. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like she was many people's oh, first yeah. girl. Yeah, she 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 converted a generation, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I think uh, Matthew Lillard influenced Johnny's soul patch for a good like you know, five years. It's a nice soul patch. Yeah, just just Very right nice. there the whole time. <laughs> um, also, let's not forget, uh, dude, Iron Maiden is a name I haven't thought of in a while because every now and then a song comes up in my uh, in my MP3 collection. I'm like, oh you're, yeah, you're that's aging right. they yourself. Were, they you're were ill. Mm. <laughs> Dude, why you gotta call me out like that? Uh, I'm not, right there with you, though. Thank you, right. thank you. At least I'm not alone in my in my decrepitness. Not at all. <laughs> um, no, they got a new comic out. This is what yeah. I was jazzed about. I was really excited. And how come I'm the only one in the room to read it? I'm Johnny. kind of mad that you are, and I'm kind of mad that I have not read it. So yeah. I'm really excited to hear you tell me all about it, but not really. Oh, I absolutely. Well, I'll I'll, I'll, no I'll spoilers. get spoilers. I'll give you the I'll give you the good stuff. I'll right. make sure you get this the proper skinny. Yeah. All right. The story, the story of Eddie, man. Yo, I'm glad they brought this. I'm glad they brought it to light. And of course, we got to keep it light. Speaking of light, damn, I missed a good transition. <laughs> All right, but no, Johnny, you got to play. Okay, help me out with this, man. Captain. Captain Toad, Toad. Treasure Tracker. Okay, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker. Yep, just released on Nintendo Switch uh, just last week. Okay, this was ported over though. It started off as a Wii game, right? Wii, uh, Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually a. a the Wii U game was actually a spin-off of a Mario, a full-fledged 3D Mario. It was a, it was a Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. So within there, there was a mini game where you play as uh, Captain Toad, and you go, you go around these little diorama levels to grab a star. And then that was fun enough where Nintendo took that concept and turned it into its own standalone game. No kidding. And then they decided to port it over to the Switch, add a bunch of additional levels for the newer Mario game that released, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh. So they took a bunch of additional levels uh, inspired by that game, inserted it into the Captain Toad Treasure Tracker sort of uh, thing. So it's mm. it's mythos, the mythos. previous game, the Mythos, so it's the previous game with new added levels and uh, available for the Switch. Dude, okay, so this is like a Mario uh, Chocobo racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's like that Final Fantasy thirteen. Uh, what was it like a like a shoot 'em up game where you're playing as thirteen? Yeah, it's 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 or the, Final Fantasy sevens thirteen. It's shooter it's, it's the Inspector Space Time uh, of the Mario universe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Someone got that. All right. Cool. 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 Thank you. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to get right into Sacred Games because first of all, have you all heard of this? Because I came upon it actually by accident. I have not heard about this, and huh? I am a Netflix person, so why they didn't inform you via email, as usual. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. You gotta, get, gotta, get, gotta work on your connects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what it is, though? You're getting, getting fudged with all those Facebook uh, uh, recommendations. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's how they get you. Facebook. The algorithms. They're after me. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. New Age of Big Brother. All right, well, let me tell you all about yeah. Sacred Games, because Sacred Games blew my mind. It's the story of a cop, Sartaj, uh, in India, and he's not like the, it's not like, oh, he's the, he's the one-man army action hero star or something or other. No, because he's the one honest cop in an entirely corrupt uh, department that's part of an entirely corrupt system. And, and abnormally, I'm hoping India itself is not this corrupt behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but, like, everyone is on the take. And everyone has a scam going, and everybody's got some level of criminal activity. 
The only people that don't are uh, Officer Sartage and um, Officer Sartage's reflection in the mirror. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody has some Sadie stuff going down. And that actually made for a really interesting story because you never know who to trust. Right. And you like every every turn have to trust somebody who's got no scruples whatsoever. And you don't know if they're going to turn on you or you don't know if they've got their own agenda and they're just waiting to make their move. Or if you don't know if you should go to them in the first place because they had it out for you right. and they're going to set you up. And the whole thing is this one cop just has this code of morals because his dad had the code of morals and it's a uh, it's a lineage that's passed down sure. of um i guess reputableness sure because his dad was like uh i have to be better than the other cops because someone actually has to look out for india and not just themselves right. in india right and he's taking this on himself which you think oh it's dope he's got to be like you know the uh, the indian steven seagal you know without the racism <laughs> right. or the fatness <laughs> and instead it's painted as he's a um he's like a, a middle manager level uh type cop you know he's uh okay. yeah right. he spends half his time behind the desk right you know and he gets out on the street but when he does something always like cocks it up yeah you know and the show starts off with him being blackmailed by the other police in his department Oof. because uh someone Did shot a kid that? Uh, no, 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 no. Just, um, it's like, okay, we're all being indicted. You shut your mouth when I tell you to shut your mouth. When they call you up to that stand, here's what you saw type of, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's deep. I expected this was going to be some weird, well, you know, they stole, uh, the sacred so-and-so because it's called sacred games. And right. instead they hit you with this hard story of it's a cop who's got, he's stuck between, uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. And then this thing keeps getting more and more complex. Sure. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm invested in this cop story. And then this cop story ends after, like, see, uh, episode two. Okay, not ends, ends. But it starts off with him uh, caught in the situation with the other cops and investigating uh, a murder. That ends up being, okay, this murder leads to this crime boss. Right. Okay, what do we know about the crime boss? Well, let's find out. And the rest of the series is a good 70-80% about the crime boss. And then 20% about, like, the crime boss becomes the protagonist of the story. Right. And by protagonist, I mean, he's still a bad guy. He's a complete mm -hmm. dick. But we still, we end yes. up liking the guy. I, I, I love him. His name is Ganesh. And he, it just, it just follows his rise. It's very much like, like, like an Indian godfather. It follows his rise from just, like, a young poor kid in India who had nothing. To him uh, finding out, okay, this is how I'm going to get ahead. And he meets the right people and does the right things. And then he's ruthless. And by the time he gets to crime boss level, he's got to get ruthless people uh, behind him. Right. So we find out how he meets this guy, his enforcer. Right. How he meets this guy, his supplier. How he meets this guy, his accountant. How he meets this guy, <laughs> the, the general muscle. And it's just... It builds. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, just when you forgot about the cop, it goes back to his story and how he ties in. And the one thing I think that I, I'm, I'm gushing all over this, I think it's pretty obvious. Right. I'm going to give it. It's, it's got my thumbs up. Sure. I, 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 this thing it, it was it was amazing, and not just because it was surprisingly good, but because the stories were intricate. Mm -hmm. The characters are well developed, and I mean, it's a it's a it's a Netflix series, but it's a series that takes its time. This is something that you don't really see with some of the more popular Netflix shows, which mm -hmm. kind of bugs me. The uh, only one I think that's gotten this level of um, character depth, and uh, and I guess some um, general. Uh, rapport with the audience right. is not even a Netflix show. Um, have do, have you guys ever watched uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No, no that's on my like to, to watch. To watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are never around home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Are they playing? Uh, at home? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have this long to do Netflix 
Listen, this is yeah. Listen, we'll get to it in like September. Uh, Y'all are missing. Y'all are missing the business opportunity. We are. Like sell tickets, you project them on the big screen, catch folks up in a night, in a weekend. Right on Netflix. That's who we should be working with. Wait, wait, who does that though? I know um high energy high energy vintage right here in uh in in Somerville Mm -hmm. um does that at the Somerville Theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, what's going on, man? <laughs> Back to the oh, show. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, let me not, I'm not gonna let this go by the wayside. Yeah. Um, it's called Sacred Games. It's on Netflix right now, and it becomes the story. It starts off with the story of uh, the Sartaj, the officer, and then goes into the story of Ganesh, the gangster, and then how their stories intertwine is one of the major points of the show. And this thing covers all points. It covers racism, sexism, uh, classism is heavy, and it murder, sex. Um, transphobia, how that f- oh, wow. falls into, wow. yeah, no, it's all encompassing. I was very surprised by a lot of this, you know, uh, and also, uh, religious tolerance, huh. like a lot of it, like a lot of the tension sure. that falls, that, that comes up between the factions themselves, so not right. just like cops versus gangsters and such, but like gangster yeah. versus gangster, cops yeah. versus, you know, stuff like that, uh, comes from, uh, the religious differences. Yes. You know, and and Ganesh tries to rise above that. I'm like, yeah, that's deep for a gangster. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of that stuff is not uh, aren't things that are typically talked about in terms of like gangster movies or um, when I watched the trailer, I was just like, this is butch as hell. I'm so excited (laughs) about I love anything that's this butch. No, so I'm know, excited right? to yeah. Yeah. Oh no no no! I, I I had such a good time watching this. I think anyone that that uh, takes the time to check it out will um enjoy the holy hell out of it. It gets my highest thumbs up. Did you binge? Is it a few episodes of the series and you just binge watched? Uh, it's one of those ones you don't have to. Like you're right. not gonna lose the story right. very easily. So you but can, it's just yeah. Like you'll want to just to get that closure. Like, sure. If, if you have a Saturday, knock out. Yeah, a good that's well. That's what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're no. adding. I know I'm adding this to my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not mandatory, but it's definitely better for like if you get into it. And if you don't, you know, hey, no, no harm, no foul. At the very least, you'll you'll be able to realize it after giving it a fair shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so that Sacred Games is on Netflix right now. Um, dude, also, a final thing I'll say about it, the soundtrack is amazing. I was just going to ask you about it. Oh, the soundtrack was crazy. All, uh, all the music was, uh, was um, uh, what it was, composed uh, for the series. I looked it up because uh, I wanted to find a couple of these tracks, especially right. when, they go to the, when they go to the club and they meet Cuckoo. Cuckoo, who will, who will have a major part in this. Sure. And I won't give away what part she plays, but uh, her songs are just funky as hell. Yeah. Like you go in and it's, just, it's club music banging back and forth, and I'm like, am I still watching the same show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's Sacred Games on that. I said the name like eight times. Damn. They, that, you are hype. Right We're watching that. Then. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just so rare that I come across. Like you gotta understand the, pro- the pro- premise of this show is we're gonna tell you what's good and what's bad. Right. But there's so much bad out there. Right. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I find something good, it's just it, it gets me right here. It warms the cockles of my heart. You wanna share? No, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm saying. All right, speaking of warming the cockles of my heart and things you want to share, I'm going to kick it over to Jolie LaVie. Hi. Hey. Hey. All right, first of all, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. This is kind of exciting, kind of scary, kind of weird. Well, okay, I can understand. Thank God, Lilith is right here next to me. All right, now you all are friends, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You all go back? Yeah. five. Well, I've been doing for less now for five years, so I feel like I met Lilith my first year doing yeah. it. With Sunhouse Sweethearts. Yeah. And, and, and. Probably Robot. Revenge robot Bo- Nines. Yeah. I was the stage manager. <laughs> oh. For robot okay. Nines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or assistant stage manager or something to that effect. I don't remember which one, but 
it, yeah, it was teching for robot nuns. Okay, you and got those background yeah. technical skills then too. That's, oh, yeah. That was my, yeah. I Load stopped. line personnel. So yeah. you'd be like, yeah, I see y'all on stage. Thank you all that. I can do what you ain't no. <laughs> In this, he's smoking for some reason. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but that's correct. That is what's going on yeah. with the drink in hand. Oh, of course. I mean, Lights, come on. You know. <laughs> Stand by. You know that's what's happening. All right. Wait, wait, what did you on Battle Nuns? You were you were you lights or were you? I uh, actually. I think I called the show. I think, I think so too. I called the show. It has been five years, and so plugging something else right now. But I remember watching this show and going, "What is going on? <laughs> what is going on?" Like literally turning around and going, "What is going on right now?" And 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 fell in love with what these perlesquers do so, <laughs> so it was like kind of natural that eventually i'd be like yeah i kind of want to kill someone too <laughs> while i dance you know okay. so mm-hmm. so that's how that's we how lure we everyone met. in yeah <laughs> uh, no, she, she had me at let me kill or something like that probably yeah. so yeah. yeah okay now that draws infectious i, I can attest to that myself i've been to so many of these shows <laughs> uh because I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of what's on screen but also like and maybe in an intermission or before or after the show, you could actually meet the people. Right. And I'm like, wow, y'all are just as like goofy and nerdy as me. Oh, very yeah. goofy, very much the nerd. I mean, to be on something called the Geek Down was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's many times when I've hashtag black black nerds unite. Oh, all right. Or a bunch of us love graphics and comics. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. a bunch of us are visual artists also. Mm-hmm. So um, I think a lot of us really enjoy music, if not musicians. And so you just really see a cross of, you know, nerdism with artistry. It is yeah. what it is. All right. Well, dude, I'm cool. I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad, I'm glad I can have y'all on to talk about this stuff because getting to know the performers is one of the main reasons why I go to a lot of shows that I go to because I'm like, these cats do an art, do an art, which is cool. But also knowing that I have some, you know, uh, other level, uh, mm-hmm. I, I can I can meet them on. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Absolutely. You know, finding out yeah. stuff like, I love Vin Diesel movies. Find out this Me dude too. plays D&D too. I'm like, what? No, Me too. Don't find right the- oh, there's a big group of us. Yeah. Yeah. Very. <laughs> the things that we end up finding out that we like. Um, especially like, especially like, I, I'm sure you get it. We're but black nerds. It's a, it's a whole other kind of thing, especially for a black woman. It's like, oh, she's a nerd. She totally likes nerdy things too. And so I end up finding out that oh something random like, mm. like Iron Pogs. Maiden, you know, or okay, Pogs. Yeah, you know, go. I, I went with something cool, but Damn, you know, I throw me into the book. I'm sorry, I, 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 I heard your example, but I went with but something cool, boo boo. <laughs> but you know, just kind of really just off the wall, I think unusual likes and 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 appreciation that we have like uh, got that Merkin Gady behind well, last night we had uh Sweet and Low from New York mm-hmm. at um her story and you you interviewed Anne Frankenstein about that last mm-hmm. year and she sung opera Whoa. while she was stripping I yeah. mean are you kidding me and the thing is I love opera mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love a good aria Okay. And Aria will give me the goosebumps. I am that person on my Spotify. Yes, I have opera, you know, a playlist or what have you. Mm-hmm. And when she was singing, I ran out and my, you know, I'm like this the whole time, like I would be with any you know, operatic 
talent. And she's singing and she's taking off her clothes and I'm like, I'm starting to tear up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Oh, like that is so adorable. The, the the nerds thing. It, it warmed here. my the, the cockles of my heart, as you said. <laughs> so I feel like when I'm working with folks like Lilith and, and I'm working with the burlesque Boston folks, it is those little things come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Just because we are um and for less does not mean that we do not enjoy the classics and classical things. Oh, and we're cultured. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me hit you a little. <clears throat> oh, oh, my. Yes. Right. India, mo, India. Oh, my mo, God. India. Yeah, you didn't know I had a chop? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is all I have. No, that's. Soto voce. Soto voce. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> that was yeah. a moment. I'm so that was... easy. I know. See how easy I am. So I'm so... I, oh no, my no, God. I, listen. <laughs> no, I've sounded like this since I was nine years old. So what they used to make me do is. Uh, no, I used to sing um, operas and arias. Oh my God. Uh, at, it was never by choice. I eventually grew. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I eventually grew to like Frasier, so I learned a little more about oh, it. Oh, okay. But no, go. they'd have me sing um, like random songs in front of the whole school when I was in the fifth grade. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up there at a 10 year old. Were you always this low? No, no. I, I, I was kidding. You I didn't say, oh my. Hey, mama, <laughs> I heard they got a lot of pops. Can I get a red one? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> But you can sing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, people. Yeah. yeah um, Hidden talent. Was, oh, uh, my goodness. Wow. Just to get him that. Yeah, no, please. But right. now you know what my weakness is <laughs> when I fan. Sign from Oh, so... Okay, I'm going to stop. Stop. Okay. <laughs> sorry. And, and I'm sorry. Now I'm being the fan, as usual. No, no. There you, there, everybody out there who knows me know. If I go to a show okay. and or I'm watching you, I'm probably the loudest fangirl. And, and yeah, so I'm right, sure well, people are we gonna finish the not show surprised. Oh, that's yeah. the best. Yeah. I love when you're on stage <laughs> and you can, like, hear a specific person. <laughs> My favorite is... Uh, I love... I love making sake to me laugh. Oh so if I'm doing a performance and I hear her laugh, I'm just like, yes, yes it worked. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. Oh, geez. Yeah, because you hear certain on. voices. Yep. Yep. All right. So then speaking of being on stage and targeting the other, no, um, <laughs> let me know the deal with United. Colors uh-huh. of Burlesque. There you go. A performers <laughs> of color extravaganza. So, United Colors of Burlesque is happening on Sunday, July 22nd, this coming Sunday. Doors are at 7 p.m., shows at 7.30, and we like to make that clear because we know that usually people show up at shows at 8, so I was trying to... Why, why are you going to look at me when you say that? You well, no, I'm strolling in, no, it's really on us because I feel like we're so used to, as audience members, going at 8, so I was real, I'm so adamant that that has to be out there. Doors are at 7 Seven doors, seven thirty. Show over, then go home after and drink <laughs> a lot while you're there. All right, but drink responsibly. <laughs> okay, now performers of color. 
Right. Uh, can you tell us like who we're going to see or who we might oh, see? Oh, absolutely. I am so excited and fangirling mm -hmm. for our, our lineup. We have uh, Ahor Fajistan, who is a wonderful drag queen, just a wonderful person. This is Kareem. Kareem is uh, just a great soul. I got a chance to go to a workshop um, at the dance complex where a lot of us take classes and a lot of us rehearse. Mm -hmm. And uh, on and it was on the Dancing Queerly Festival or, or the workshops that they were having. And um, just to be able to see Kareem in that light and and being able to share experiences and, and teach me teach me because I'm I'm learning about picking up new skills yeah so picking up new skills and so that was wonderful and then you know that's I just had to say that because it's a whore Majestan for God's sake that's <laughs> the name now shout him out shout him exactly out. and then we have and I, I think I have the list memorized at this point and then after that we have James Bondage Ingrid and Denise mm. we have and I apologize that I'm going to say this wrong because we're just meeting but uh, we have a couple a dance couple okay. uh, they're not a couple together but they are doing um, some partner dancing and I'm so excited and it's my guy and I'm not saying this right please forgive me I will kiss you when I see you <laughs> and her and her partner's name is Espada. Espada and yeah I'm real excited to have them do some ballroom burlesque honey please pause, 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 <laughs> please. Right, pause right there ballroom burlesque. ballroom burlesque is what I'm, what, what I'm is, coining what is that with. about I will have to, when I saw the, I saw her, she was at, she won Lucky 13, Rogue's Lucky 13. Okay. And so when I decided to um, have this show, I was like, you know, reached out, I think, to Brandywine and was like, you know, get her, I want her, I want her. So she sent me. I demand I demand one. her. <laughs> Her. And so she she was the one she what she sent in for a video. I asked everyone to send in kind of like what do you think you would do? This is about you. This the theme is you. It's there's no like, hey, you got to be this culture, you got to be that culture. It's about just you and what you want to present. And she sent in what we saw for Lucky Thirteen, which was fine. But then she was like, oh, I you know do ballroom, and I was just like, I don't care. Yes, you know. So <laughs> it was just one of those moments, and it just so happens that a friend knows Espada from the ballroom world so mm -hmm. i got you know that it was okay they, they're good they're good mm -hmm. so i am excited to see what ballroom burlesque is the pictures of them are like hot so all right <laughs> i think it's gonna be hot so that's that ingrid denise is a new a newbie burlesker who i'm really excited to have oh okay. yeah so she that's a new name for us look the, at you bringing them out listen we have we have the veterans i wanted veterans i wanted newbies um, different voices. We have Dahlia Starrett, honey, please. I know, I know you know, <laughs> that's that's a veteran and, and a worker, and I can't wait. And we have my I'm lipstick criminal. Shout out lipsticks criminal. Shout out crimes. Hey girl, <laughs> said I would do that. Hi. Um, we have es Esmeralda Picante. Yes, Picante. Esmeralda Picante. Oh, oh, I ain't saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's FCC, you know, but it's, you know. Uh, I might it's have out there. It's it. out there yeah. now. We're going to get letters. So, I'm going to send you the bill. Yes, yeah, yeah, send me the bill. But um, Picante. And then um, we have um, from the Lips of Criminals, Pink Mink, veteran. Miss Pink Mink will also be part of the show. Then we have the legendary Benji Bombay, <laughs> who just became a Sir Lusk. Oh, yes. good for Member Celeste, so Benji Bombay and oh, Fonda Feely. I've seen so much of Benji Bombay. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean performances. 
I mean, literally, just uh, that, that character leaves very little to the imagination. Yeah. And takes, it, leaves, <laughs> takes it all off on stage. Yes, Benji is fearless, and we're just going to get some of Benji, and I'm excited. And like I said, Benji's a new member of Celeste, as well as Fonda Phil, and we got a shout out Fonda. Yeah, Fonda, Fonda former correspondent on this show. Really? really? I yeah, did not, yeah, How did yeah. we not know that? Uh, this was years ago. This was back uh, at the old studio, Tom. I think it's before you were with us. Oh, in Central Square? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out Fonda Phil, and love you, babe. Hey, Fonda, good to, good to see you doing big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, who did I miss? I feel like, oh, yeah, I'm in it, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I keep forgetting that part. Yeah, I have not done my bio. Oh, I have not done <laughs> Anything that I'm supposed that they did. Okay. When you're the uh, producer, it's fine. It's like the last minute you're like, you can just write I'm it yourself. I'm sitting there going through the checklist going, who the hell didn't give me what I needed? <laughs> counting it well, up on you your got, fingers. You got to like, drop yeah, that hammer. Yeah, I'm counting the numbers and it's like, uh, it's no, okay, no, Here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. It's like, bang doing this, bang doing this, right. bang doing this. And producer... Can I say the name? Right. Yep. And producer Cassandra Charles right. handling none of your goddamn business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take that. Bold type. Exactly. Mm. Do your thing. Like yell at myself. Charge myself. Mm. <laughs> right? All so right. then let's see. Who else do we have? Well, who do I like? Who am I? Whom am I forgetting? Oh. Pole champion. Pole dancer from Slut Cracker, Miss Raina Gold. I know Raina Woo. Gold. We had Raina Gold on the last Sextacular uh, show. Right? Yes. So I Dude. walked in. So can I tell you about the Sextacular show? Lay it show on us. Lay it on us. And walking in. So, of course, you know, it's a pole. I'm a techie. I got to see where this is going to work. <laughs> so she's like, oh, I'll be at Sextacular. I'm like, all right, I'll come in during tech and I'll see. I walk in. She's doing this spin and goes into second position on her high heels and just dips down. And the song, I, 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 I wanted, I please send me the song right now. Okay, I can find right, the song. it's like yeah, we maybe can find the song. But she did this move that I just was, and once again, here, you know, I'm like this, like oh my god, oh my god, and so that just was. Blow mind blowing to watch. I've seen her in, you know, Slutcracker. We were in separate casts. I didn't get to see her all the time, uh, do her thing. So watching that and knowing that she's gonna bring all that fierce pole dancing. Oh yeah, no, the acrobatic the pole show. dance will get me there alone. I think that's, you know, the one of the biggest draws. I'm, I'm sure everyone will hate it. You know. What? Well, <laughs> my please. God, I can't wait. Plebeians. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. No, no um. One of the things that really, uh, really caught my attention here is it's called it's calling you call it United Colors. Right. Um, it's emphasized that it's a POC show. Correct. To most folks, that means oh, it's going to be a bunch of black folks on there. But no, right. you've covered the spectrum. I've covered the spectrum. I mean, one of the things that when I came up with the name, I mean, I'm aging. I'm sure I'm aging myself and a bunch of other people. It came from United Colors of Benetton. Please don't sue me. I'm not <laughs> stealing your TM. I am not trademarking anything. I am not selling anything but the reason why it came to my mind is that for me that campaign my back in my muggled old school days i used to be an account executive in marketing and promotions oh yeah well i mean i i, it, I mean my clients were corvo tequila and like fun stuff so it was fun but a lot of work it is not partying let's be clear but um 
one of the I, so I've always been drawn to commercials, and I just am a commercial and pro, you know ad person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be the one that's like, nope, only take two seconds for somebody to see something. So I follow that kind of trend. And so United Colors of Benetton was one of the campaigns that I liked as a teenager because we were rocking the clothes when you could afford them. But back then you could, you know, work and buy clothes only. And so it was always a campaign that I was drawn to because it was one of the first campaigns where you would see people of color. And by that, I don't mean you know, a, a very light-skinned African-American woman that day straightened her hair and, and and gave her some rouge, and she looks European. No, these were Africans. These were people from, you know, China, from, from actual countries outside of ours mm-hmm. that weren't looking European. And so that was, like, my first kind of, oh, wow, you know, we're talking, let's, let's take this back. We're talking back when... Black women used to perm their hair, and that and, and I know that reference for my age group is like, whoa, you know what I mean? That's back in the day. So even the consciousness of not conking our hair or burning our hair wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So to see a natural-haired woman from Africa who's ten times shades darker than I was, mm-hmm. and looking gorgeous and wearing beautiful colors. Beautiful colors because Benetton have beautiful colors. Yes, they did. And they just had a very eye-catching um, campaign. And I apologize. I did have this in my notes where I do have a PowerPoint presentation of my building of this show. And um, All right. <laughs> some... this, this is radio. We can only do so much to help you there. <laughs> As I point to the slide. Um, so the old habits... You know, never die. No, I built, I, I, I built you, it man. like it was a campaign, and no. so part of it was researching the guy who was the was the creator of this campaign. And mm-hmm. in in um, they are out of Germany, and um, just the various campaigns that they did and how they shocked. They shocked people with putting AIDS, the first AIDS hospice kind of uh, patients. Those were some of their 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 um, oh, models. Wow. Um, they were one of the first to to show trans at that time because it, it you know maybe a little bit more femme in men a little bit right around the time of it was the late 90s early around the 90s so this is right around when LBGTQ was just being okay you know it was it was that time everybody was making a, a, a shout out so um, and there was also a campaign where he had two world leaders kissing so they would have like obama and maybe putin kissing <laughs> and it was like uh, let's get along and i i'm, I'm i feel uh, like there is an obama with someone else but they've always I been don't a know how i feel about that right and not because not, not because it's any kind on any kind of like homophobic it's just, we don't i just want... think barack can do better right <laughs> Right. I, I'm, I'm just saying. But, but that's the he point. can get Justin that, Trudeau. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Yes. Trudeau. We'll go with that. You can see two of them on horseback. I could see those two on horseback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, holding hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shirtless. We'll Shirtless. Yeah. yeah. See, y'all, y'all think it's too small, man. I need to see both of them doing the boogaloo down. Oh. Because yeah. yeah. they can. I feel, and I I feel, feel like, like Justin would probably he, give us a lot yeah, more he, dip. He's got, he's, got a little, yeah. he's got a little bit of soul in him. Yeah. I kind of feel like. The music will come on, and we'll be like, oh, mm. snap. Yeah. So we, so we, right. Obama and Trudeau doing the cha-cha Listen, slide down there. I, yeah. And you're just right now, you're probably making a lot of burlesque people happy and giving dreams of this 
as an act or something, or from something that probably happened. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want. I, 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 I want. I want. I want. Uh, three to five percent of the uh, the drink sales if it, if it goes down. <laughs> we'll let them right. know. It's yeah. documented. We'll it's let documented. Them know. All right. But um, yeah. So. Um, All right. So people of color co- yes. is is encompassing. That's one thing it's I wanted to get at because right because that's deep. Mom. Uh. Uh. uh well, especially most ethnic groups mm-hmm. and i guess not through the fault of uh, the burlesque world in itself because mm-hmm. i've fi- there i've i've it's i'm hard pressed to find uh more accepting mm-hmm. and more open um uh field of artistry uh but still it tends to fall into certain groups and people of color don't really get that much representation well th- almost I mean- almost by default right I mean, that's just across the board. We could be here all night talking about the lack of diversity in Boston, period, in the arts. I mean, before this, I was a tech, and one of the things, and I did a lot of community theater. I wasn't SAG, and what happens with, um, I know for the black artists, at least the ones that I work with, as far as the theater stage work, uh, the African-American artists, um, a lot of them leave Boston, because they can't get work here. Or when you are building your resume or you're building your, you know, your portfolio, you got to leave to go get that portfolio built. Mm-hmm. And then when we're dealing with the, and that's the professional houses, so when you're dealing with the community houses, a lot of the black actors are sad. So you can't hire them because they're union. They're mm-hmm. not stupid. They're going to make sure they go, you know, so I, mean, I don't mean not stupid because community theater is awesome and that's where I've always been for tech no i lost out to that once i was yeah. i was up for um the uh voice of uh Telemony, cleopatra's brother oh, in a wow. video game and oh. i lost out i the black guy lost out to a white actor playing because, an egyptian mm-hmm, uh, because he was sag and mm-hmm. i was the only african-american and i knocked it out i had it until he stepped in it's like well we have a sag actor so because uh we have one union everyone else has to be union i'm like but right. but 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 it sounds like this. Right. And you want the depth. <laughs> and you want the depth. Yeah. Exactly. You can go James Earl Jones. You can right. go Ernest Varney. You know, right. which direction do you want for your Egyptians? Oh, wow. Yeah. James Earl Jones, mm. for sure. Yeah, so, no, I feel, so I feel that. Yeah. So did, it was, I would get a lot of requests from, like, directors and, Cassandra, do you know any, you know, someone who could play, you know, especially when we did something like For Color Girls. <laughs> Or you know, cat in a hot tin roof, like you know, and that's not a, that, and I mean that one because they're the the people of color in cat on a hot tin roof, Tennessee Williams. You know, they're they're the they're the they're the housekeepers and the and those folks, and we could only find one. I could only find one person who would play, Damn. and not because we. It, I literally could not find anybody. Like literally, mm. everyone was either booked or somewhere else or SAG. So that happens, I think, across the board. And I don't think it's, uh, um, with the burlesque community, Boston is super white. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. And That's I hear fair. It's super I, don't, I don't know what you mean. I haven't white. seen any Caucasian. <laughs> right. I'm going to go around I, this room. For, for those of y'all that, that, that are watching the video, right. you, you, you really got to realize Jolie and I are, the, are, are, are filling the quota of ethnicity for this part of town. Yeah. So true. Yeah. It's so true. And it's not that we feel uncomfortable. At least I don't. I've always, I, I, I was raised in Boston. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm comfortable. I'm used yeah. to it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's kind of scary, but 
Um, so I'm kind of used to it where I feel like I've met people outside of Boston who are white and will move here and be my friends and go, where are all the other people besides white people? <laughs> like, that's who I hear this from. People mm-hmm. who move here who don't know or, you know, or those of us who live here. So across the board, we're already used to that. You know, that's not I'm not saying it's OK. What I'm saying is that we're used to it. Um, I think when it comes to trying to bring the diversity to the stages, to the theaters, whether it's burlesque, whether it's dance, whether it's a stage play, whether it's music, Boston is, there's not enough of us. Mm. So when we are here, here's my advice. Make some noise. Mm -hmm. Make some noise. And I mean that to the, to the, of the, the people of color and the white people, because even today, one of the things, things that I've kind of accepted was building this show has made, it, it, I've had some emotional moments mm-hmm. as a person of color, as a woman of color, as, as an African-American woman, as a Haitian-American woman. Mm-hmm. You sure? know, just that subculture starts to go into Haitians. What Haitian you know is like, oh, yeah, go, go, go do burlesque. I said no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. It's not a, it's not a, it's not culturally... You it's know, not culturally accepted. Accepted, and, and, right? And any West Indian culture has that whole um, stigma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a like a definite standoffishness towards anything, right? Related to um, that level of openness with the right. body, besides winding your body down or beating a vagabond. You know what I yeah. mean? So it, it's just things like that. So there's that subculture. So that means you know I'm I'm building this show. I'm trying to do this. You know I need family and friends to support me. Then I go to the performers of color. Now one of the things that I have kind of went like, oh okay, is that it's up to you to decide if you're a person of color. And I felt like there were, there was some kind of like, I don't want to call it backlash. That's not what it is. There was some questioning about whether someone identifies as a person of color. And that wasn't up to me to say that. Um, And that, you know, that went with just, do we allow someone to be in the show? Does this person really identify as a person of color and can represent what it is they're representing? I I really thought of like I had people come up to me and say, okay, well, what about this person and what about that person? And you, you, it's I, I, why are you questioning if they decide that they're a person of color or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it, it, and There's that a came level of of misunderstanding that I right. think falls into a lot of people's heads where it's just like, well, am I uh, qualified enough? Right. Right, right. I did have, like, you know, I had friends who I could, you know, I'm going, you've always been a person of color to me. Like, that's how you identify. Um, so. Excuse me, Jolie. I got but, I, got, I got a question about whether or not I qualify. Right. I want to know if I can fit in this here thing you're doing. It's like, okay, it's like, okay Bertram, you're from, yeah. you know, uh, Londonderry. Maybe you should back off. <laughs> I mean, if Bertram from Londonderry considers considers themselves uh, a person of color then that's you know what i mean that was it really was it wasn't just it's it was and i'm not calling anybody out i'm saying this with love that there was there were people that participating in the show going wait a minute do i qualify and i was like oh my god like wow like this really made people stop and go okay you know where do i lie in this person of color spectrum and then it turned into 
conversations about light skin, dark skin. It turned into conversations about biracial uh, folks. And then it turned into conversations of LBGTQ black identification, where the, you know, we have a very wonderful population of queer black women in the community uh, where we do our shows. I, as a I, you know, straight woman who works in queer art and works a lot with, you know, just this is my family. I was concerned about what they would think. What do the what do my sisters in that community think? Because am I am I representing? Am I giving people an actual opportunity to get up there? Do they feel like they can get up there and say, you know, I am under this umbrella of United Colors of Burlesque? So it was. There were really a lot of moments of me going, oh wow. And if and if you know me, you know I hate feelings. You know that. <laughs> We all know that, right, Lilith? Oh, like, yeah. I oh. hate that. And I get them, but, oh, that's why I tech. Because you can go in the booth, smoke your cigarette. Stand <laughs> by, you know, and not feel feelings. And I've had a lot. I can feel feelings welling up now about this. So, all right. Well, yeah. Before you, before you go too deep into that, I'm not saying that's why a show like this is important. And we want as many folks uh, uh, that can come check it out to check it out. I want those butts in the seats. Absolutely. I want your, I want diversity in the audience. I am excited that our usual fantastic audience members are coming in. Oh my God. Like, I'm so excited that like people bought tickets way back. And, but I'm really excited about the people who've never been to a burlesque show. That's always the best getting brand new people to come to your show. And, you know, share what you are bringing but also i think this is certainly more meaningful for you than like for my mad max show oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, that's just it mad max here's what happened with all the other shows that i got lucky enough to lord have mercy to do for the past three months <laughs> thank you producers for having me i'm exhausted but thank no, you no, I, I saw i saw your earthly kit okay that is an earned spot well, I mean, all the shows <clears throat> since Slutcracker have offered me an opportunity to bring to bring my groundedness, is what I like to call it. I bring some African into all my pieces, whether folks know it or not. But even wait, hold on, uh, wait, 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 you mean you black? Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes, and then sometimes you'll never know who I am as I'm speaking to you. Uh. As one of my friends said to me. Who was white and called me out. <laughs> called me oh. a Becky. I was like, oh my God, touch my pearls. Yeah. But anyways, that's yeah. all a different you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I want to address what she said about the Mad Max. Oh. It, it, your Mad Max was important. Was like, nice. all the shows are important because guess what? I got an opportunity to be in those shows. So guess what? Like, even T. Lawrence's 30th birthday, he asked me to do what kinds of piece. I'm doing African dance with a drum. That's what we did. You know, they asked me to do um, Witness the Wasteland, and I know everybody was like, Tina, Tina, and in my head, I'm like, I am not going to do Tina justice, because <laughs> there's too many shows, and I need to be, if I'm going to do Tina, it's got to, you know, but in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, here's my opportunity to talk about, like, my character, who's, like, kind of a... a, a, a great-great-great-granddaughter of the Haitian Revolution is Moise and all that. So there's a, you know, my comic book thing, and here comes my black graphics. Hey, I'm a big up, you know, <laughs> my black my black graphic people. So right around that time, I'm developing this piece, and it's for Witness the Wasteland. I'm doing things like, 
meeting up with my good friend Barrington Edwards, you know, talking to, to at the library, talking about graphics, exposing my niece to black, you know, female graphic artists and, and really going into that world, working with um, kids at Mass College of Art on on developing black characters for their comic books and things like that so full coverage yeah so it doesn't that's what i mean it wasn't like i would say oh let me just do this show like it was i need to do this and and delve myself into this too and and be able to teach about my culture Mm -hmm. or what it is i need you know about myself about Mm -hmm. um but when i thought about the united colors of burlesque and it was like what's the theme what's the theme i'm like oh snap (laughs) You're the theme, like you know, with all these questions of 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 how people were feeling about their their um their race or their culture or where they're from or not knowing where they're from. Or I've had, you know, I, I I've got friends who were you and I. You probably know our lineage a little bit better. I feel like when you're from an island, there's a little bit of a of a knowing versus being an African American. And things got lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make do. sense? So I've had friends in that outside of burlesque who we've had these like kind of deep conversations or kind of reminding what it was like to be young and Haitian and you know that you getting teased for being Haitian and you're like, well, I don't understand this. I was born here, you know, and it's like that kind of argument and the the relationships I've developed with these people who used to tease me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so like at teaching some point you were different, right? I was different. Link. Exactly. Mm. So, and I'm, st- but it, but it's it's still a thing. It's well, still it's a thing. It's always gonna be a right? thing. But the way the way I look at it is, it's always gonna be a thing. You can accept it and find the good that exists within right. that, right. or you can let it destroy you. And exactly. The thing is, when we find the good, we Go end up it. expanding. Exactly. We, we become our best selves. Exactly. We meet people like Lilith mm-hmm. and Tom mm-hmm. and Johnny. Exactly. Where we get to go, do cool stuff like Beyond, beyond the um, Geek beyond Down. We get the to, geek we get, yeah, exactly. We get to you know, work in burlesque and be one of the most badass uh, uh, forces yeah. in the uh, on the Boston scene Thank today. Thank you. Oh, my God. Like, right. that... That's it. Like, I, would, would, uh, I got to talking. be... A, I got to be, in, you know, all these shows and... Oh, yeah. Well, everyone loves you for two reasons. One, you are phenomenal. Like, you are such a little powerhouse. And also, you have such a positive energy. That's one of it. Like, whenever I put together a show, I always try to think about, like, a few different things. What that person is going to bring to the show in terms of, like, on the stage and then also off of the stage. Mm-hmm. And I love working with you so I much. Love you just with you too. That's, yeah, that's it. That really is it. It's, it's, it, it is a thing where, again, I'm bringing out my Haitian in this. Real talk. I'm, t- I'm bringing out the Haitian in me on a lot of this because there is a lot of, for me, and it's the vibe. You know what I'm saying? And also, I'm a little bit older than a lot of these burlesquers. That's a Hogwash, poppy. <laughs> no, so there's this, and you know, and it's not like I'm going. Oh, you're you're younger. You don't know anything. There is this level of going. There was a moment where I went to myself in dealing with United and dealing with vibes and trying to go. You know, okay, how? There was a moment when I went. Oh my God! I just realized how much older I am than a lot of these folks, and it, it wasn't a diss to them. It was just me going. Already been there, already been there, <laughs> already been there. Know what's gonna happen. Oh my god. 
like that you know they're just that kind of moment where you're just like oh yeah and it's not a bad thing but just like you see somebody or you see people going through certain things and you're like oh you know like, so mama gonna school you mom, or yeah. yeah and i do i sometimes will take on that mama role and, and or you know it's and sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's not so i have to i've kind of had to go let me push back let me push back. I can't be mama. And I sure the heck don't know everything, especially about this burlesque world. And I am learning. And I I love that she said that they, she thinks about, Lila, excuse me, I love that Lila says that she thinks about the energy on and off the stage. And I think that that's important. And I think that when it comes to the performers of color, no Tino Shea white folks, but I feel like the performers of color sometimes are quicker to, to think about the energy, are quicker to think about where their spirit lies with things. That is no tea, no shade. I just think that, again, being Haitian, culturally, oh my God, are they going to accept this? Culturally, is this okay? Culturally, maybe we're more on the Catholic side. I, you know mm. what I mean? Or, or people from islands tend to be more on the Catholic. So it's things like that, or you're you from pull them out of that comfort zone, right? You are, and, and, and the, I feel like people of color that that's it's it's sometimes a yeah. It either keeps you keeps you going, mm. which is fine, or it it stops you. Well said. Yeah. All right. So now, so folks can actually uh, find. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, so I need. No, no, I'm so glad Lilith is here to hold my hand because uh, I am like nervous. About no, it got it got deep. It got deep, but let's not neglect the show itself. Where right. can folks? Oh yeah, come to, to the show. <laughs> Dad. Okay, well give us the details. We are at Oberon Two Arrow Street in Cambridge, Mass, on Sunday, July twenty second. Doors at seven p.m. Shows at 7.30 p.m. We've got 16 acts. We've got drink specials based on a legendary burlesque dancers. All right. And we've got wonderful dancers. We've got drag. We've got pole, honey, please. We've got wonderful crew. We've got Oberon people. And I hope we've got all of you there. Oh, That's what I'm hoping. Tickets are between $15 and $25. Please check the website. I'm going to be in the house. Yes. Okay, and give us this website. Where can cats actually go? All right. You want to go to www.cluboberon.com. Or you can also go to the ARTtheater.com. Dot org. Mm -hmm. Correct? Is that right? We should know this by heart. I right? think it's American, American Repertory Theater.org. So. Yeah. So just and or you can go to the Facebook. If you like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. That'd be great because I really want past this show. I'm gonna keep the Facebook up um, because I want that 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 hopefully one day this turns into a continuous maybe festival one day for for performers of color. Not on yeah. wood. So and thank you to can I just say thank you and so uh, the go, support go, go. from the burlesque community is no joke. So thank you all from the burlesque community. Thank you all from the communities that we live in. Thank you to the performers that are doing this. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Pat, for having me and Lilith for holding my hand oh, and everybody so here. Thank you. All right. So the show is United Colors of Burlesque. It's at Oberon. Once again, the date is? July 22nd. This up and coming Sunday. All right. You can get tickets at 
www.cluboberon.com. Once again, Jolie, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And guess what, y'all? We are out of time. Suck it up! (laughs) So. Please, it's just, I was supposed to do that. Damn it. It's all good. It's all good. Um, All right. So, no, it's all good. Want to thank you all for joining us for another action packed, fun filled geek down here on WMFRadio.com. Want to thank Jolie Levy. Thank you. Thank Lilith Beast. Thank you for having me. Want to thank Hand Turkey Tom. Back, my friend. Want to thank Just Johnny. Yup. I want to thank you fine listeners. If you were just listening to us at WMFRadio.com, I want to remind you, you can also watch us at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. See these smiling faces, these pearly whites, oh, those man. golden yellows over there. <laughs> all, <laughs> all over your screens. And just holding and, hands. Uh, see, this is proof that I'm like shaking right now. <laughs> no, no, the solidarity is, is palpable. <laughs> all right. And also, if you heard anything tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. We'll be back on YouTube fairly soon. Dude. And find us on the Twitch. Subscribe to the Twitch. We got live streams going on, gameplay now. We all encompassing. And if you just go to the website, geek down.com you can find links to all the social media all the goodness there and we will catch you all right here on wmfradio.com next monday nights every monday nights 9 p.m same bat time same bat channel but until next week <laughs> be excellent to each other peace